I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. The FT Money Show is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace provides everything you need to create an exceptional website for your business or hobby for around £5 per month. Start your free trial today and enter the code MONEY to save 10%. Whatever your idea is, build it beautiful on Squarespace. The FT Looking for a new house but can't find one you actually want? We look at the growing trend for self-build and custom-build housing. As Greece inches closer to the precipice, FT Money offers advice for British travellers to the region. And if you've ever thought of clubbing together to buy your local pub or shop, community shares could be the way to do it. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's most popular weekly podcast. I'm James Pickford and I'll be giving you all the week's money news in downloadable form with the help of my FT colleagues Adam Palian and Elizabeth Patton and our special studio guest, James Hickman of Caxton FX. First, most of us will at some point have seen Kevin MacLeod, the designer and presenter of Channel 4's Grand Designs, waxing lyrical about someone's dream home at the end of his show. It's an inspiring message about the capacity of do-it-yourself building to transform people's lives. And for many people, it's the best solution to the basic need to put a roof over their head. Why buy a house that was conceived and planned for someone else? If you do it yourself, you can have it exactly as you want it. But for all the enthusiasm and longevity of Grand Designs, which has been going since 1999, it's never really taken off in a big way in this country. Only 10,000 self-built houses were put up last year. The government is now trying to change that by throwing its weight behind self-build, by supporting legislation that forces councils to keep a register of people who are looking to find land they can build on and to make local authorities consider self-built land when taking planning decisions or disposing of land. It wants to double the number built by 2020. A laudable aim in a country where housing supply is tight and getting tighter all the time. The question is, are British people prepared to take on the daunting task of self-build, to get stuck into planning rules, building regulations and unpredictable budgets? Elizabeth Patton has been looking at the subject for this week's FT Money cover story and joins us in the studio. Elizabeth, we managed to build a fairly paltry number of these uh, houses last year, uh, certainly compared to countries like Germany and Japan. What are we doing wrong? Well, the key difference between the UK housing market and then others like Germany, Japan, Australia, is that it's dominated by the big volume developers, whereas in those countries, it's much smaller developers. And since the 50s and 60s, people have been building their own homes. 
But the volume builders, they really encourage people to go towards a sort of traditional red brick model. And as a result, our notions of prefab housing or self-build tend to be sort of dingy and and small post-war housing. If you look abroad, that's really not the case. And, and the last laugh is actually on our, on our foreign friends because they often have larger homes that are less expensive and much more ecologically sound. Interesting. I mean, I mentioned uh, Kevin McLeod's sort of final epic sweep before, but... It seems to me always getting to that point uh, can involve uh, divorce or bankruptcy or, you know, sort of people getting close to a nervous breakdown. Is there really an appetite among British people for this sort of experience? Well, there are a lot in the industry that certainly hope so. I mean, as you touched on, the government have passed a lot of legislation in the last year or so, really designed to make the process as painless as possible, making planning as easy as possible, finding a plot, offering financial incentives if you're able to do so. And yes, I mean, a house can take years to build if you're building your dream home. But if you go for something like a hoof house or a prefab, it can be up in three months. And What's really, a hoof house? A hoof house. It's, it's, it's a house that comes on the back of a truck. But don't be, you know, this isn't a couple of thousands of pounds. These hoof houses can go for several million. They're sort of mm. state-of-the-art, eco-friendly, glass-panelled houses with wooden frames. And as I said, uh, you know, from start to finish, that can be four months. I mean, the obvious advantage is that you can get exactly what you want. But are there other reasons why people might consider um, self-build? Um, well, as I touched on, you can save a huge amount of money with your bills. You know, secondhand homes, there's a lot of capital tied up in energy bills with problems with your insulation or not efficiently glazed windows. You know, these state-of-the-art self-builds, you can actually save a huge amount of money. I'm sure you can and uh, and, and you, you, you can see those savings. But equally, uh, whenever one watches these programs, you see people falling into traps uh, because they underestimate the costs. What are the what are the classic traps that people fall into on cost? Having spoken to a, a couple of self builders this week, the key one seems to be landscaping, and that people always focus on the costs related to the build of the actual home itself, but forget about things like gardens and driveways, which can actually rack up into the tens of thousands. Someone I spoke to had under budgeted by fifty thousand pounds. So again, it's all depending on what your dream home looks like but those are things that you shouldn't forget and and interiors too actually a lot of people kept talking to me about only budgeting for the most basic form of interior when in fact you want your inside to match the outside um let's say you want to do this uh but you haven't got enough money to do it um do you just get a conventional mortgage are there special mortgages related to this yeah so self-build mortgages actually work slightly differently to a conventional mortgage in the sense that you don't get one lump sum up front they often offer it out in installments which is great you know at some level but equally it means that you do have to have some cash in reserve to tie you over uh, should should there be snags or hold-ups in the process thanks very much elizabeth you're welcome there's more on the pros and cons of self-built houses in this week's ft money cover feature still to come on the show our community shares the way forward for groups of local people to gain control of the assets that are important to them first though Greece has remained at the top of the news agenda as the country approaches a political and economic crossroads. Its government has called a surprise referendum on a new bailout proposal from creditors and imposed capital controls, resulting in the closure of the country's banks and long lines at ATMs. After it passed a deadline for repayment on Tuesday night, Greece became the first advanced nation to default on loans to the International Monetary Fund. The longer politicians and creditors in Europe and Greece remain at loggerheads, the more certain it seems that the country will have no choice but to crash out of the Eurozone currency union. 
The Greek people are already suffering from the effects of the crisis. But the impact of the crisis is also bringing questions for the thousands of holidaymakers now making their way to the popular Greek resorts, a mainstay of this fragile economy. With me to discuss the questions for British travellers is James Hickman, the Managing Director of Caxton FX. James, the big question is how much money can people take out of cash machines when they get over there? Well, there is restrictions for local cards of €60 per day. However, theoretically, any international card, i.e. cards that you and I may have, actually are pretty much unlimited apart from on the cards themselves. So typically around three to €500. But domestically, absolutely €60 a day are what the Greeks are only entitled to at the moment. And that looks set to stay, actually, for some time. Mm. So better news, perhaps, for visitors than, than for locals. Nonetheless, people have been told to bring more cash than they normally would do. Um, what, what sort of levels are, there, are being recommended there? I mean, I think dependent on your budget and what, what you expect to spend, I think it would be sensible for, for, for people travelling to Greece to take a mixture of cash and cards, use cards wherever they're available and accepted uh, and manage the cash flow across your holiday so there'll be no problem with credit cards because I had read that, uh, and particularly in one of the government uh, releases, that credit cards need to be processed by banks and therefore you wouldn't necessarily rely on them. Cards are processed by, by banks. They're processed through the MasterCard and Visa network. At the moment, things are running pretty much as normal. They will vary from retailer to retailer shop restaurant etc many of the international brands over in greece and internationally owned companies they will accept credit cards debit cards prepaid cards whatever you have there may be small local retailers that that you have problems with and that's where you would use your cash if greece does at some point uh, come out of the euro is it still wise for holidaymakers to to have euros? Will they still be accepted? Absolutely. Euros will be accepted across Greece, as they are actually in Turkey and and other countries that have not yet adopted the euro. The Greeks, if they go back to the drachma, are much more likely to accept euros than drachma because it's going to be a stronger currency and one that they will continue to want. You mentioned before the programme that uh, that you yourself are going to Greece. Now, yes. the question I, I have for you is that if you're going later in, say, August, do you buy your euros now or do you wait? Uh, good question, James. Um, our view at Caxton FX is that uh, the rate is very, very good now. Most of the news, I would say, is priced in. The markets are expecting Greek default. Therefore, at 140, 142, which has been the range over the last couple of days, I think is actually a cracking rate and, and I've bought my euros. <laughs> Thanks very much, James. There's more in this weekend's FT Money on the reverberations of the Greek crisis for British investors, tourists, holiday property owners and expat pensioners. You can read online at ft.com slash money or on tablets using the new FT web app. Follow at FT Money on Twitter to be alerted to breaking news, the latest from our columnists, and of course, when the next podcast is published. On to our final item for today. Community shares are a niche way for local enterprises to raise capital from individuals who in return receive a direct equity stake in the business. People might use them to buy the local pub or shop to prevent it being sold off and closed, or to club together to build renewable energy schemes the most popular use for community shares. Sports teams also qualify. This week, 
community shares took a step closer to the financial mainstream when the government-backed Community Shares Unit awarded its first quality mark to the village shop in Benenden, which has raised roughly £70,000 from over 300 locals, who are now its shareholders. It is hoped that the new mark will offer basic reassurance and encourage responsibility in this young form of local financing. Adam Palin has been looking into community shares for FT Money and is here with us. Adam, how popular are these things? Hi, James. Well, we're talking about tens of thousands so far, not millions. However, that is the ambition from all involved. There's a great deal of enthusiasm, as you'd expect. Indeed, the whole project really rests on enthusiasm. People getting very animated about projects and initiatives, uh, social enterprises that are either close to, to their hearts or to them geographically. Now, Nesta the innovation think tank. They had some research that was published at the end of last year. They reckon around 60,000 people have invested between 2009-2014, putting in an average of about £370, although most investments will really be in the £100-£150 area. And overall, they reckon that last year, uh, community share market equated to £34 million in new fundraising. So a bit of a drop in the ocean when compared to -to peer-to-peer lending which is, of course has accelerated uh, far above that, but it more than doubled last year. There seems to be a, a way for a lot of local people of safeguarding their assets or, or funding new projects, but are there returns on this sort of investment? There are returns that are promised. There are absolutely no returns that are guaranteed. All of your money is at risk. Uh, everyone is very keen to emphasise that. I think recognising the fragility of this rather nascent sector. You can put in, really, whatever the minimum shareholding, uh, minimum investment is of the project. For example, the village shop you mentioned down in Kent, they wanted a lot of people to get involved, so I think you get in for a tenner. Hastings Pier, which uh, raised more than half a million earlier this year, uh, you had to put in at least £100. Now, taking the example of Hastings Pier, which is to, to rebuild it after a fire a few years ago, The ambition is for returns to start uh, three years after reopening. Now, extrapolating from here, that means you've got to be quite happy for your money to be tied up um, off the south coast for, well, probably till about 2020. But the returns that, say, community renewable projects are offering, they're normally sort of 5 7% a year, but your money is going to be tied in for years and you can't just leave. You can't sell them on. Uh, you can only leave with consent and according to the terms of the enterprise that you're leaving. And how are they regulated? Is there any sort of protection there? No, it's not within the FCA's remit. Uh, if anything does go wrong, um, you can't go to the financial ombudsman. So you, you've really got to do your own due diligence, but you can't expect returns. I, I think that's probably fair to say, at least not financial ones, but you've got to be investing for uh, for, for the social returns, if you like, that you support and anything and above your, your <coughs> money back, I think is a bit of a bonus. Is there any, is there any sort of tax incentive for individuals to get into this? There, there can be. It'll matter more for some people than others, but most schemes will qualify for the Enterprise Investment Scheme. Uh, it means that you can get upfront income tax relief of 30%, so long as it's a qualifying activity. And actually, at the moment, renewables are included among that. Community renewables, not mainstream renewables, which were excluded last year, you might remember. Um, although this is going to be succeeded by the social investment tax relief, which uh, follows the, exactly the same tax reliefs as EIS, but the investment limits are very low at the moment. The government has been lobbying uh, in Brussels to, to get them extended, so subject to state aid rules being changed. 
that should open up a lot more opportunities uh, in this area in the years to come. Thanks very much, Adam. Adam has more on community shares uh, in this weekend's FT Money. You can also read about the likely direction of next, next week's budget, the growing problem of identity fraud in current accounts, and how an entrepreneur made a million out of fishing tackle. The Money Show will be back next week, but for now, it's goodbye from me, Elizabeth, Adam, and our studio guest, James Hickman of Caxton FX. The FT. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly podcast. It's presented by me, Patrick Jenkins, the financial editor at the FT, and I'm joined by a team and an external guest every week. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts. Thanks to Squarespace for support of this podcast. Some of the top creative professionals in the world use Squarespace's simple yet powerful platform to build their brands online. Start your free trial today and enter the code MONEY to save 10%. Whatever your idea is, build it beautiful on Squarespace. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.